I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is, Evil Isn't Dark. Now, I believe in the existence of evil, just as I believe in the existence of good. And I don't just mean that I believe that people do bad things, or are capable of good deeds. I'm talking about what we might call spiritual forces that can imbue a person with their essence. So, we might say that there are people in this world who are touched with evil. And there are people in this world who are touched with good or holiness. This is my personal belief, and I'm not proselytizing or advocating for any particular religion or spiritual tradition. This is my belief, and your beliefs are your business. And within this belief, one thing I've learned is that most people have a pretty inaccurate view of what evil looks like. And I think this has a lot to do with the movies and the fairy tales and the media that we consume from a very young age. In most cases, the villain is portrayed as twisted, ugly, and dark. Voldemort is the archetypal example. The guy is hideous to behold and shrouded in dark, tattered robes. You can't look at him and not believe that he's evil. He's clearly telegraphing, I'm an evil guy, which actually puts him somewhat at a disadvantage. In any case, I'd like to suggest to you that the belief that evil is dark and twisted does folks a disservice in a number of different ways. However, before I really get into it, please remember to like this episode and subscribe to this channel. It takes less than a second, costs you nothing, and it's a way for you to help spread this message to more people. So if you like what you're hearing, then do the thing. Also, if you're thinking about going to grad school, be sure to check out StellarGRE.com, where you can use the code PSYCH to get 10% off all membership plans. So, how did evil come to be associated with darkness to begin with? Well, I think this kind of occurred indirectly and by accident. How so? Well, the most obvious symbol for goodness that has been available to people on this planet throughout history is the sun. The sun is bright, it is constant, and it supports all life on this planet. Without the sun, existence as we know it would cease. So we see how the sun is an easy symbol for the divine. And if the divine is light and bright, then by analogy, its antithesis must be dark and obscure. So we get to the association between evil and darkness, not because darkness is itself evil, but because darkness is the opposite of the most obvious symbol for the good. And this symbolic analogy has since been reified in the collective imagination. Only a little critical thought is necessary to understand that darkness is an evil. In the story of Genesis on the first day of creation, God separated the light from the darkness, and he named the light day and the darkness night. And we're told that God was pleased with what he saw. Darkness is part of divine creation, and it is good. It's like that Louis Armstrong song. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the brightness of day, the dark sacred night. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The stars are in their tasteful arrays in the heavens, and the moon is casting, casting its silvery glow over the planet. The dark is a peaceful, joyful respite, wherein we can commune with some of the more obscure aspects of the divine. So, what does evil generally look like? Well, we have to kind of assume that few people would knowingly choose to follow evil. So it probably doesn't look unattractive, or hideous, or terrifying. 
it would be very difficult for evil to attract followers that way. In fact, we would generally expect it to come in the guise of what people want. And to the extent that people want good things, we have to conclude that evil must typically look almost exactly like the good. Evil wears a cloak of light. And that means that evil isn't dark. It's bright, with a false light designed to mimic the light of the good. Lucifer, after all, literally means light bringer. He was not dark, but rather the brightest shining of all the angels, the pride of which led to his fall. And we see similar tropes in mythologies throughout history. All of this is to say that evil isn't necessarily lurking in the shadows. If evil is a false light, then it must be visible. And in fact, if you have a mind to look, you can see it every day. You can see it when you turn on the TV. You can see it when you browse social media. You can see it in the affairs of man throughout the world. It is not dark. It is not hidden. If anything, it is hiding in plain sight. And very often, it is attractive, it is seductive, and it is ensnaring. Evil is a lure that tempts people off the path toward real goodness, often by seeming as a shortcut to the good. Typically, the only thing that looks more like the good than evil is the good. That's how closely they appear to resemble each other. And that's why we need to have our wits about us as we make our way through the world, because there is nothing good at the end of those other paths. If you consider that the most evil actions that have been committed in the history of the world generally occurred in plain sight, with the awareness of those involved, you might arrive at a different understanding of that force. And an accurate understanding will help to keep you and all of us safer. What do you think? Have you seen this to be true in your own experience? Let me know in the comments below, and thank you for listening.